Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis, this dream house, the show that is all about the house, brought to you by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. If you need a great deal on appliances or mattresses, go check them out at Beachmont, Ohio at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Our guest today is Scott Tischler. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, James. It's a pleasure. Scott, I understand you run Game Day Global. What is Game Day Global? Yes, correct. And uh, first of all, again, thanks for having us on the show. So <clears throat> our team's been uh, making uh, custom jewelry for about 20 years. And um, as you know, I work with my hands quite a bit. I actually make the jewelry and uh, pretty handy with the houses, et cetera. And, uh, you know, we saw a need about 10 years ago to make these silicone rings to protect your fingers when you're working with power tools. And uh, about 10 years ago, we were a little too far ahead of our time. And now that they've become popular, we decided to make actual rings and not just a band. You know, we felt that um, we wanted to make something that people could wear every day and, and kind of show their pride for what they liked. And right now the trend has been uh, pretty much uh, wedding bands, which we believe in too. And we think that's great, but we, uh, all of us were former athletes. So, you know, I played a uh, division one uh, basketball track. Uh, our main core team, uh, judge Waddell, he was an all American throwing the javelin for Arizona. And then, uh, Damon Washington, our lead designer, he played actually in the NFL. So we oh, said, wow. you know, let's take, yeah, yeah. He played for the New York giants. So we said, let's take our passions and combine the two. And so, um, and actually, uh, Judge Waddell, we originally came up with this exercise ring.com, which I still own. And he said, you know, everyone kind of has the same thing. Everyone kind of has a band with a, a basic logo on it. He's like, let's, let's try to find something unique. And lo and behold, he said, you know, Scott, you'll never believe this, but no one's making a sports ring. You know, something that represents basketball or football, and, and we couldn't believe it. So we, we hopped all over it, and so we created the first and only, and it's patent pending, uh, sports rings out of silicone. That is awesome. So it sounds like the company started out making traditional jewelry and uh, now makes uh, revolutionary new uh, design. Absolutely. We still do some custom pieces, but, you know, with our passion for sport, we're really trying to you know, really push the sports rings more just and and it's been overwhelming i mean we just recently launched and we're selling rings every day and people love them so we're we're excited to finally have them out there on the market awesome so with those uh, sports teams that you make say i own a uh, minor league basketball or uh, minor league baseball team or whatnot and i want to get rings made for my team uh for our fans is that an option to you custom? Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny you're mentioning that, James, because we, we didn't really think about that at first. And what actually happened is, you know, we worked with one factory for a prototype. We tried to make them in the U.S. And, um, I mean, this is so revolutionary. It took us about 12 prototypes to actually come up with one. In fact, a funny story, the, the first factory said they made it, and we were excited. We got some pictures and this is overseas, of course. <laughs> and I started kind of doing some detective work looking at the picture, and I noticed there are pieces of the football laces, and I thought, there's not supposed to be pieces. And <laughs> lo and behold, you know, we have $2,000 for uh, glued-together rings. And 
But um, so what's happened is once we were able to finally pull off, um, and this is one one solid piece, this has no glues or adhesives. Uh, we've actually had other like a uh, local team say, Hey, can you do this for us? And the answer is absolutely. You know, we'd love people to, you know, have their favorite high school, junior high, you know, semi pro, smaller professional team and uh you know, be able to have their fan colors and, and their fan spirit on their finger. That is awesome. I was going to say, uh, you know, having our show on 1530, of course, and 1460, we love having uh, sports uh, part of the show. So it sounds like that is a great uh, way to celebrate your fandom. Thank you. Yeah, we agree. We love we all love our sports. So. So you mentioned about how that one company glued them together. Now, I understand that you guys are certified solid. What does that mean? Correct. We actually. Uh, created that, and we're going to own that trademark, but a lot of the other companies and uh, what they're doing, and we, we still like what they're doing, but it's what's called compressed silicone, James. So they take two basically O-rings, they squeeze them together under an immense pressure, and under immense pressure, it it builds a pseudo-bond, but it's not permanent. So with our process, um, you know, my background is, uh, you know, I can make a ring with metal, so I'm used to metals. So, you know, with a metal ring, you're basically melting it down, and then you're solidifying it because it's solid at room temperature, of course. But, you know, we'll get, you know, for gold, we'll get it, you know, at the, the under degrees, and, you know, once it cools down, it solidifies. And so we, without going into too much detail, we created a similar process for silicone that nobody, no one's done. So when we're making these rings, at one point, it's, I'll call it a pseudo-liquid, and once it's cooled down, the entire ring is one solid piece. We've even sent it through x-ray machines to, to prove it, that it's not compressed. It's actually one solid piece of silicone with multiple colors, which no one was able to do until we created this process. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Well, thank you. So what type of warranty do they come with? Yeah, so because it is a new process, and we actually have been testing them for a year and a half before we released them, we actually offer a lifetime warranty. Um they actually are designed to break. We'd rather have the ring break than lose your finger to what's called ring avulsion, which happened to uh, Jimmy Kimmel and um, some other pretty notable individuals. If you Google it, be careful. Graphic images. Um, Jimmy Fallon, sorry. But um, basically, it's, it's a lifetime warranty. So if it ever breaks, um, if somehow it fades, uh, just pay shipping and handling. Six ninety five. We'll send you new rings. No new ring. No question asked. Oh wow, that's awesome! And, and uh, um, the way I understand, oh sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, the way I understand it, you have a really good relationship with the NCAA. Um, you have about what forty teams? Yeah, we have uh, forty-six teams. It's pretty neat how that happened. Um, they're usually, uh, understandably, so pretty picky who they'll accept. You know, they want to make sure they have a quality product. Number one, obviously, they're putting the team's logo on there. You know, it's their brand. Number two, you know, they want to make sure that you're going to be in business and kind of not be a fly-by-night. That's important, too. You know, you don't want to get fans excited about a product and then it's discontinued. You know, it's their reputation, and we understand that. One of the companies we partnered with, they had an existing relationship with the NCAA, and they said, these rings are so cool. First of all, can we be your first, like, um, broker, basically? We said, oh, we'd love that. You know, we haven't even advertised yet. And then they said, secondly, <clears throat> we we actually think the NCAA would love this. Would you like to 
kind of partner with the schools that we have. And I didn't even know that was a possibility. We had been looking over their application forms and, you know, they went five years of tax history, which we have, but, you know, not with this new venture, you know, it's going to be a proven product. They have to prove it. To, you know, it's a pretty intense process. And I said, well, if they, if they talked to us, we, we'd love that opportunity. So actually about uh, May, June of this year, um, they invited me to a phone call. So the way it works is NCAA uses some law firms to do their licensing. And CLC, that's a college licensing committee, they're the main one out of uh, Georgia. And um, so they got on the phone with their three attorneys. And, you know, I, I went to law school, so I was comfortable with that. But I had their general counsel, so that's like the main attorney, their assistant general counsel, and a third attorney. And James, I was humbled and honored at one point they said scott we're jumping through hoops to get the ncaa uh logos on your on your rings we just we think they're revolutionary we think the fans will love them and i just said you know we appreciate that we've we've heard that a lot it'll never get old but for us it's an honor you know you tell us what to do and you know we want to be making sure that we represent the ncaa appropriately and they awarded us uh 40 some teams to begin with and basically told us hey you know, you get other um, other schools that you'd like, let us know, and you know, we'll try to fast-track you. We love this product. Before we let you go, Scott, where on social media, where on the web, where can they find out more about you? Oh, thanks, James. You know, our, our web domain is uh, gameday-global.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram, it's Game Day Global Official. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like something definitely our fans are going to check out, especially for that NCAA uh, Tournament Bracket Challenge. That sounds great. Uh, definitely send me a link to that because I'll post it on all oh, of our social you. medias. It's going to be free to join, and we'll be giving away prizes, and you know, it doesn't cost any money. So, you know, we love sports and just want to have everyone else enjoy the NCAA March Madness that's coming up. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, James. It's been, a, been an honor. Our next guest is music star Karen Jonas. Karen, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. So what is your earliest memory of music? Jeez, I think my, my earliest meaningful memory of music is uh, my dad used to always play guitar around the house. He was always playing James Taylor songs and some old Kenny Loggins songs. So I remember him sitting around and sort of just picking away at his guitar. Nice. So it sounds like uh, it was fun growing up there, uh, always full of happy music. That's right. Nice. Have you always wanted to be an entertainer? You know, I think that uh, entertainer is a strong word. I think I always wanted to be an artist um, more more than an entertainer. Maybe I, uh, I'm, I'm in it for the self-expression, I would say. Um, you know, and entertaining, I, I hope that people are entertained by what we do. Um, you know, that that is a hope that I have. But, you know, what I, what I really love to do is to, uh, you know, express, what I'm feeling or thinking about and uh, finding that people can connect with that is really what's important to me. Definitely. And speaking about expressing yourself, which one do you prefer uh, expressing yourself through singing or the songwriting? They're so connected for me. You know, I, um, when I, when I write songs, I always, I'm always uh, singing while I'm writing, you know, I, I write out loud often and, um, 
the songs sort of come about naturally that way. So I think they're both so so connected. I, I do also love to sing songs that other people have written. We do a number of covers at our shows too. So it's all it's all just wound up together. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that. Are you a Counting Crows fan? For sure, yeah. Um, we, you know, we just released our, our latest single, which was a cover of their A Long December. It's such a beautiful song, and uh, it felt so, so relevant to uh, to today. Oh, definitely, with how this last year's been. And speaking of this last year, how have you been weathering the, your quarantine time? Well, you know, we've been uh, trying to make the most of it, like everybody else has. Um, you know, we've done a lot of Facebook streaming concerts, and uh, we started a Patreon page, which has been a great way to connect with our fans that we're missing uh, from not playing these shows out. Um, you know, I'm, I've also been really busy at home because I've got kids here at home, and they're not in school like they usually would be, so... You know, it's been such a year of everybody just making it through the best they can. Oh, you're preaching to the choir on that one. I got a third grader. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. he's sleeping through this because uh, normally at some point, uh, my producer Tony can tell you that uh, he comes in and he makes a cameo during the show. And I'm like, <laughs> it just drives you crazy <laughs> sometimes, but I'm glad to have him home. So what is your writing process? Is it more uh, putting poetry to music or putting music to poetry? Yeah, like I mentioned, I, I kind of try to do it all at the same time usually. Um, the, the words, I would say, come with the melody. Nice. How has your music changed and evolved over the years? Well, I'm always trying to follow the song. So, you know, I'd say that that my music sort of changes and evolves depending really on what songs I'm writing at the time. So uh, I think one thing that I've, I've really tried to, a way that I've tried to grow is uh, in the studio. You know, the first few records that we did were really live in the studio, uh, which is sort of a rarity these days. And, um, you know, with our most recent records, I've, I've really begun to take my time in the studio and work a little more diligently at piecing things together in, in what I can find to be the, the best way that I can think of. So um, I think that that has helped to evolve what I'm doing just by uh, changing my methods a little. One of the nice things is I understand you've been uh, revisiting some of your early material, like Lucky. That's right. In uh, Lucky Revisited, we released in 2019. That's uh, sort of related to the same story there because I was looking back at these records that we had made. And, uh, you know, uh, my guitarist, Tim Bray, and I are on the road and playing shows a lot when it's not COVID times. So um, the songs had really grown since those first recordings that we had made, those first few records. Um, the songs grew as we played them more and more, and I really wanted to just set the record straight on what they sounded like now after all of that work that we had put into them. So we had fun, uh, you know, not necessarily rearranging them for that record because we had slowly evolved them over the past years. So just re-recording them in that way was fun. One of the things that impressed about impressed me as uh, an artist 
uh, is that you are willing to go out of a genre and you're willing to try different, uh, you mix it and incorporate them. Uh, have you always enjoyed the different genres? Yeah, I I don't try to think too hard about genres, which is, um, you know, I think sometimes can be a challenge for, uh, you know, just uh, finding your niche, you know, because when you move genres around, you know, people are like, well, do you play country music or do you play folk music or do you play Americana? But to me, uh, as a songwriter, it's also tied into the song and what the song feels like and what the song wants to sound like, you know, that a... I try not to pigeonhole myself into any single genre and really just follow what the song wants to be. So who is Butter about? Oh, that's all about me. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, that that was a fun one. We um Yeah, I got this idea. I was I was pregnant at the time and I was I was cooking something with with butter and uh you know, I had three kids running around the house, and things were just going kind of smoothly for a minute, you know, and with with three kids and uh, being pregnant and cooking, you know, something can go wrong all the time, but things were going kind of well, and I said to myself out loud as I was cooking, I said, Mama cooks with butter, and <laughs> I thought, well, I ought to write that down, <laughs> so I did. Nice. So tell us about your band. Yeah, so my um, longtime guitarist, Tim Bray, is just an amazing performer and player and uh, just the most organized human that you could possibly meet, which has been, you know, so important to what we do. He has really, uh, you know, helped us to become what we're doing today. And then uh, we have a drummer named Seth Brown and a bassist named Seth Morrissey, so collectively they are the Seths, and uh, they, <laughs> they're fun guys, and we, we really have a great time playing together. So what do you have planned for 2021? You know, I'm cautiously awaiting to see what 2021 has planned for us in some ways. You know, I'm really looking forward to the return of some live music, obviously, Um you know, we've got some, some outdoor shows already on the books that I'm excited to play. Hopefully we can get to a place where we can do all that safely and well. Um, you know, we re- we released our record, The Southwest Sky, and other dreams in 2020. So, you know, we'll probably do some recording this year, get some things rolling along. Maybe we'll do another single. I don't know. We'll see. Sounds awesome. Well, Karen, we greatly appreciate having you on the show today. Before we let you go, we want you to give out your information, social media, all that fun stuff, a website to our fans so they can learn more about you. For sure, yeah. You can uh, find us on our website, music, and that's Jonas, J-O-N-A-S. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We've got a Patreon page up for people that want to support what we're doing. And um, you can find all of our music on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to music. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Is Anytime you do like a concert in Cincinnati or Columbus or basically anywhere in Ohio or Kentucky, we want to have you back on to talk it up so our listeners know and can attend. Awesome. Thanks so much. 
Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has the largest Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and Sealy selection. Visit ApplianceFactory.com. Good morning, Ohio. Joining us today is J.D. Shelbourne. He is a uh, country music star. J.D., thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. How are you folks doing? Doing great. So I understand that you're from Kentucky. Is that true? Yep, from Taylorsville, Kentucky, a little small town uh, right outside of Louisville. Grew nice. up there. I was going to say, and I understand you're uh, trying to make it famous by uh, putting it in a lot of your music videos. I, you know, it's uh, it's funny. It seems like you, you kind of always navigate back home when you do things like that. And, uh, it's just kind of always, uh, I've always written songs about where I'm from. And um, Taylorsville was a great platform for me to tell my story. So it seems like I gravitate to home sometimes when I'm shooting videos. Just seems, nice. to work, seems to work that way. That is awesome. And then speaking of home, I mean, shoot, you've uh, been on the cover of the 2020 Kentucky uh, Tourism Guide, and you were on the cover of Kentucky Magazine. Is that true? It is. You know, Kentucky's been um, such 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 good uh, promo publicity for me. You know, being on the cover of the Tourism Guide last year, that opened a ton of doors for me. I, I was able to network, build my tour schedule, uh, double what it was, uh, met a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, being on the cover of the magazines, I mean, it's, it's just endless promo. And uh, Kentucky is, is a hot spot right now for tourists with bourbon, with the bourbon trail and all the oh, sports yeah. and, the, and, and the derby. And it's, it's just, you know, the state parks. There's just so much to do in the state of Kentucky. And so anytime anybody would go into a hotel or a rest area, you, you would see my cover on the, on the front of the, or my picture on the cover of this tourism guide. So it was, uh, it was, it was a great promo uh, stunt for me and uh, very grateful for all the home, home state support. Nice. So how'd you get started making music? So uh, back in 2002, uh, I was uh, headed off to college my first year out of high school and uh, had never really played any music growing up, played sports my entire life. And so music wasn't even even thought of at the time. Well, my grandmother passed away back home my first semester of college and went back home for her funeral, as we would all do, and uh, just kind of was going through her things in her house. She lived by herself, and we were just slowly boxing things up and deciding in the next move, you know, are we going to sell the house or what are we going to do? And I came across the guitar that she had. And uh, little did I know that guitar would somehow get put in my car. I'd head back to college with it. And uh, I would teach myself to play chords over the next six and seven months. And one thing kind of led to another. It started off as a hobby. And then the next thing you know, I was playing uh, little bars around town for, for extra money, and, and one thing led to another, and I started building a crowd and momentum, and uh, I haven't moved back since. And uh, graduated college in 07, moved here in 2008, and let me tell you, it's been a whirlwind journey. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I was going to say, hopefully you'll have a pr- uh, pleasant surprise with this question, but so far everyone's been uh, not too good. Uh, how was your 2020? 2020 actually uh, was actually – not bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm known as really a touring artist. I play over 200 shows a year. Um, I never stop working and hustling. And uh, 2020, uh, you know, started out with a bang. I ended up playing a, about 100 shows, but I lost 86. So, you know, I was able to capitalize on most of the shows I played. I, you know, I made a lot more online fans. I sold a lot more merch online. I did an online 
Facebook Live every night through the entire quarantine. So I, I got to meet a lot of fans, became closer to the fans. So it wasn't just a throwaway year like most artists and friends with that they kind of thought was. I mean, I really, I really just kind of stepped up my game and found new ways to reach people. And as, as an artist, you just kind of always hustle and try to find new ways because there's someone out there always going to try to outwork you. And uh, 2020 was fine for me, you know. Um, I, I didn't make as, as much money as I'd hoped uh, that I had in years past, but, you know, I feel like gigs will come back and, and uh, it'll probably come back tenfold. But on the bright side, one of the best things to uh, happen to you happened last year with uh, Jax. The, the, the number one thing of 2020, you know, it's, it's, a, it's amazing how, how God works sometimes, you know, uh, you know, being home during quarantine, you know, I didn't tour at all, really. I did some online stuff, but I never really left the house. And uh, it, was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because Jax, my wife was present, was pregnant with Jax, and he was born in September. And, and so I spent a lot of my summer just, just keeping an eye on her. And, you know, uh, we bought a new home in the middle of quarantine, so we were able to move and not be on the road and have to hire movers and not be here. So it actually worked to it. It works out to its advantage. I really was able to, like, spend more time with my family. And, and uh, that was very, very important to me. And Jax is now four months old, and uh, he's growing like a weed, man. It's just crazy how things time flies by. That is awesome. And then uh, I understand you had a number one hit on CMT going there for a while, Church Pew Barstool. Tell us yes, a little bit that, about uh, that. That was a big deal for me. We shot a video for Church Pew. I, I, basically through the entire quarantine, I worked on a brand new album. Finished it. It's going to be full length. And uh, I thought I should probably release songs every couple months as just momentum build to my album and just keep fans on their toes. And Church Pew we put out, and it got such a, a positive uh, response from my fans, we decided to shoot a music video for it. And the video CMT uh, got in their hands and loved it. They added it to their 12-pack countdown and went straight to number one. And it stayed actually in the top four for the entire uh, three-month period. I mean, it never fell before the, below top four. So that song's going to go to country radio uh, over the next month. So I'm really excited about the song and, and the new album. And so I was, I was able to really focus my time on on that uh, through the quarantine and my son. So we're geared up for a big year for 2021. And uh, it's, it's pretty refreshing to, to actually start getting emails again on festival inquiries. So I feel like music's going to come back, and uh, we'll, we'll just be sitting here waiting for it. Definitely. I was going to say, uh, two years ago when you were at Hometown Rising, uh, shoot, lit that thing up, and it was amazing. I mean, the uh, the fan reaction, because uh, I was down there covering it. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah you did a, did a great performance. I mean, the whole thing was just a wonderful event. Oh, man, I tell you what, probably one of the best festivals I've ever played. I mean, I've played over 2,500 shows in my career, and just the way that the, the festival from A to B, I mean, how it, you know, how it was run, to the sound, to the to fans. I mean, it, the turnout I had at my show blew my mind. I mean, it was my hometown, and, you know, you never know what to expect when you go home sometimes, and, and this was a big deal. It was, it was the biggest, the first big, you know, country fest that Louisville had ever had, and to be a part of that, and then my fans show up and pack it like I've never seen. I'm actually looking at the photo on the wall. Someone framed the photo for me of, oh, of, my, of a shot during the show. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's just, it was a memory I'll never forget. And uh, I look forward to coming back to that one day and, and playing again for sure. I can imagine the uh, month of May was especially fun as well with uh, being the Texas Roadhouse Artist of the Month. Did you get free food is the important question. <laughs> you know what? Shockingly, I didn't. I, I should have at least got a free meal out of it, but no, they, they, they did book me for a couple parties. I did play a couple of their corporate events over it. 
But I never did get a free meal. You, you would uh, you would hope that would happen. But I tell you what, man, Texas Roadhouse is uh, some of the best food out right now. And oh yeah, and, uh, they're great stuff. I, I got to say, we we definitely visited there a few times a month in May just just to hear the song and and that guy that kind of thing. So. Cool. Uh, but uh, it, it was it was a big career boost for me, and to be able to say that you know I'm a, I'm a Roadhouse Artist of the Month. I mean, folks like Kenny Chesney and George Strait have all been Artists of the Month before, so it's kind of neat, kind of neat, and, and honored to be in, in the midst of their names. Oh, definitely, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. And uh, shoot, of course, the other place where uh, you can't go wrong being, I understand you're at the uh, Kentucky Music Hall of Fame as well with a bunch of other great artists. Yeah, I'm very honored to be a part of that, you know, to be from the state of Kentucky and to know I started from the very bottom of the totem pole as a hobby, never, never had a dream of, of being where I am now. And just, I'm just proof that hard work and perseverance just always wins. And, and the Hall of Fame reached out last um, year about, about being considered for a, an exhibit there. And I was blown away, man. You, you talk about humbling for an artist like myself that, that started from the bottom, grassroots, and doing it all himself, and then getting an exhibit in the Hall of Fame. It just shows you hard work pays off, and, and uh, you know, that, that happened. They unveiled it, actually, uh, in November. So, you know, we encourage all my fans to stop by. It's a really cool place, the, the Hall of Fame. I had never been there before. And uh, just to see all the folks in Kentucky that have made, a, made their name in music and that have been successful, and uh, to see to see their exhibit, it's really, it's really neat, and to to see uh, some of the folks and hear their history uh, all the way from, I mean, Exile to Ricky Skaggs to Dwight Yoakam to Montgomery Gentry, and you name it, from Kentucky, they're in there. It's really it's really neat that they put a lot of hard work in that place. And, um, oh, definitely, I enjoyed yeah, it. I enjoyed it being. I enjoyed it. So we've talked about 2020. What do you have planned for 2021? Well, I have a new album coming out. Uh, we'll be out this spring. Um, I'm been booking several shows. I've got a lot of shows upcoming. I'm doing my hometown show uh, each year or every two years when I put out an album. I didn't do one last year because of COVID. Um, we put out a new album and go back home to my hometown and celebrate with a free concert for the fans. Now, in 2018, about 8,000 people showed up. And so if I can get 10,000 at my new place, um, you know, at the, at the new show, 2021, I'll just be mind blown. But we're really focused on new music for the fans, uh, playing festivals and fairs, getting back to live music. You know, we're really excited about that. And I, I feel like live music will come back in some some form of fashion. And I know about you, I'm, I'm ready for some events and to get out and hear some country music, play some country oh, music. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, last year they didn't have the Hometown Rising, they didn't have the Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life. And that three weeks in a row where they just have so much great music down there in Louisville is just, I mean, phenomenal. So hopefully they'll bring that back this year. Hopefully they'll be doing music at Bogarts and Bobby Mackey's up here in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, there. man. Oh, yeah. There's so many great places. Yeah, shoot, we'd love to have you come up and visit us. And anytime Absolutely. that you're doing a show in uh, Cincinnati or Columbus, definitely feel free to have your manager reach out to us, and we'd love to have you on the show again. Before we let you go, where on social media, where on the web, where can they find out more about you? You can find out uh, my website, jdshelburn.com, and actually our brand-new website goes out this week. Uh, we have a brand-new website coming out, all new logos, layout. We're really, really excited about it. And But until then, my website, jdshelburn.com, is, 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 is there. Uh, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, everything on social. Just Google the name, J.D. Shelburne, and, and come see a show. And like I said, we love our fans, and it's all about fans in this business. And, 
and we try to meet and shake as many hands as we can. So we're definitely excited for this year and what it's going to bring for us. That is awesome. Thank you for joining us today, J.D. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, and I'll see you guys in Ohio soon.